Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to Kiddish Street Noise. Uh, this is episode 5 that we recorded just after our uh, tricky result of the weekend against Sheffield United. Um, bit of a poor week for Rovers, 6 goals conceded, 2 defeats and no goals scored. Um, I'm joined by our brother Lewis Ayn as always. What's your opinion on this week been? Yeah it's been it's been tough on it but at the same time I think you've got to weigh it up and say like in the first episode we um, said how many points we were looking at for yeah. the first five games I think um, I said real, realistically most people would take eight yeah. you know um, considering everything um, but the way we've gone about it and winning the first three and then being battered twice as well you know let's face it um, it's disappointing um, there's, there's no getting away from that yeah I think um, like the first three wins got everyone optimistic and like I said that we should get ahead of ourselves because you need to enjoy it but I think we were just a bit too ahead of ourselves we, we weren't prepared for like the manner, manner of the defeats we've had it wasn't like like a 2-1 tight defeat we were no. like away from home it, 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 even with some like 3-0s I, 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 uh, I was saying to my dad earlier um, you know you can get them kind of games where you know they take their chances and you don't yeah. take yours but it weren't like that all we, it, it was, we, didn't, did we? we didn't have a shot on target did we um, mm. It was so one-sided. It was unbelievable, really. Um, yeah. So frustrating, I thought. And it started to like become a bit of worry. Like, I know a lot of people don't like the new stats, like expected goals and expected assists and stuff like that. But they do tell like a better story of the game than shots and shots on target. And our expected goal is quite low. I think that's where we were talking about, like in the West Brom game and the QPR game. Is moments of individual brilliance. We're not creating clear cut chances where it should definitely be a goal it's it's worldies that we're scoring eventually it will catch up with you because you can't score them goals every week they're, they're like very few and far between mm. um, I know Travis had one that just went wide on 
on Saturday. That was the closest we came. Yeah, you know, the whole ninety minutes, weren't it? Um, mm. But if you, I reckon, I think like yeah. Sheffield's expected goals were up to like four or five because I mean, Oliver McBurney missed a hatful of chances, didn't he? It could have, it could have been a really, really embarrassing scoreline on another day. Um, but yeah, we'll start with um, Wednesday's game against Reading, um, and again another poor performance, and I think. It's difficult to say how bad we were because on Sunday against West Brom it was hot, it was it was, it was tiring, it was a battle. We looked weary, didn't we, against West, uh, yeah. against uh, Redden, Sorry, um, we looked like a tired team. Yeah, uh, and we're comfortably second best and reserved to get beat three. You know, it was, you know, yeah. it was and that's where the squad depth needs to help us. That's why we need the transfers so importantly to get that squad. Depth. I mean, Travis, the captain, Book has been playing well, but you could just tell after sixty minutes that they were they were dead on the feet and. Um, I think I think it was 1-0 at the time when we had the penalty appeal where Ashley Phillips was bundled over and I think even if we would have got the penalty and scored that we were still looking tired we, need, we needed four or five subs to change the game really and even the lads that you're bringing on they're, they're still not fully fit and some of them played got minutes on Sunday which made it even difficult for them they're not coming on like fresh faces they're coming on still feeling the effects of Sunday so yeah. it's a difficult one really I mean, the, the the penalty appeal could have changed the game had it been given. I, I at the time, a lot of Rovers fans saying like um, it, it it was Stonewall. At, at the time, I appealed for it. I thought that's a definite penalty. Yeah. But watching it back, I didn't. I, I don't think it should have been given. I, I think it's like clumsy. From it was Shane Long that bundled him over, weren't it? And like an so, experienced yeah. pro like that, it's just. I think Phillips has stopped like, anticipating the contact in the back and he's like bundled him over and I think if that happens on the halfway line the ref gives a free kick nine times mm-hmm. out of ten it's just frustrating that referees you do see a lot of fouls like that don't you yeah like, especially like you know like if a defender's running back towards his own goal under pressure any any push in the back it's like a penalty but in the box eh, no a penalty a, a free yeah, kick a free and they're running yeah. back towards their own corner flag or whatever Grant Hanley used to be the master of it and still is just <laughs> every time under pressure just like stops gets handed back and wins a free kick but again, like the referees are just a bit more hesitant to give them when they're in the box. But in the day, fouls are foul. But again, we didn't deserve we didn't deserve anything from the game. The, the second goal, you could, could point fingers at Kaminsky, but again, he's been probably our best player. Yeah. Um, consistently, so. Um, I think it'd be really harsh to point fingers at Kaminsky because, you know, he's already won his points this season, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and it, it's not. He, he couldn't have done. We've already said today, on he? he couldn't have done anything about um, those three goals conceded on uh, on Saturday. Saturday either, no. um, so yeah, it, it's ridiculous really to blame Kaminsky. I think. Yeah, but yeah, we saw the um, the fan reaction on Twitter and Facebook to the three 0 loss to Reading, and I know people were optimistic going into that game. Reading had just been beat off Rotherham quite heavily, and we were on a good run. People expected us to win. Um, obviously upset that we've been beat so heavily um, and people are right to be upset and be disappointed it's, it won't be football you won't yeah. be disappointed when you get beat it's only natural isn't it yeah but what annoys me is people that say we have fickle fans right <laughs> football is a game of opinions and opinions are like assholes. everyone's got one <laughs> and like if everyone had the same opinion it'd be so boring you'd go to the pub after the game you won't say a word you'd just be like yeah I agree I agree I agree yeah. it's boring some people have wildly off-topic opinions, and that's fine. You can like argue with them all night. Some people are more conservative and like 
just have like a sensible approach and that's fine as well the problem i have is you just telling everyone that we've got fickle fans like how many Bournemouth fans do you follow on Twitter how many mm. Crew Alexander fans yeah. do you have as Facebook friends like you don't see any of that so every every opinion you see is a black man yeah, they, opinion they, they, they don't understand that every fan base is pretty much the same yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose the disappointing thing um, is not because it's not people being fickle it, I, I think most um, most of the time nine times out of ten it's people letting the anger and the frustration of the yeah. moment just like completely override any yeah. sort of thought and judgment logic. Yeah, um, yeah, that, 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 that's the problem. I think. I mean, I used to be bad, bad for it, like spouting absolute waffle <laughs> on Facebook yeah. and stuff and winding a few people up. But I think like, as you do get older, though, you kind of look at it from a more like, like you, see, you, you you tend to see the the bigger picture. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a forty-six game season. Yeah. You've got nine points in the first five games. Which a lot of people would have been happy with yeah. at the start of the season. Yeah. I think that's like obviously the lack of transfer activity and stuff. People do need to be more realistic. Yeah, it was a good start, but it was it, it was going to come down to squad depth, and we were going to get found out eventually. That's just football. Where people yeah. react to to different things happening and stuff. Um, but yeah, really disappointing night on Wednesday, um, and then it almost it, it seemed like we'd gone from everyone expecting us to win on Wednesday. And then we got to like the pub on Saturday, yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh, um, we're getting battered today. We get back. We're, we're top of the league." Yeah, <laughs> everyone, was, I think everyone was on a bit of a down day. But then again, it is that kind of like the the most recent. You know, people fail to see the bigger picture. Like I say, the most recent kind of event or the, the most yeah. recent game determines um, people's d- mood. Determines your whole uh, your whole mood going into the next game. So I I I, I was pretty I, I was still pretty optimistic going. I wasn't thinking. You know, oh, we're definitely going to win today. But you know, I was like, if you come away with a point, yeah, you know, we'll take that and you know, build on it with a couple of signs this week. Hopefully, move on. You know, got Bradford in the cup as well. Yeah. So yeah, but weren't to be unfortunately. But yeah, but yeah it was a good day. Um, yeah. we were down. Very, very eventful. <laughs> very eventful. Yeah, still feeling the effects this morning. Um, stopped off in Chapel Town on the way. We went on the bus with Craven Effort, didn't we? Mm. Um. I stopped off in Chapel Town on the way. It was roasting there as well. Yeah. Somewhere out. Obviously, we set off in the morning. It was raining. I had jackets on and stuff. And we got there. It was absolutely stifling. So, it's like being going absolutely sweating. Like I'm going inside. <laughs> going inside. We've got aircon in there. Yeah. Um, and then after that, got the bus to the ground. Uh, that's the first time I've been to Bramall Lane. Not, I've never been yeah. before. New ground for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's two new ground. Because I'm going to Bradford tomorrow night. So... Um, Two new grounds for me in space for a few days. Yeah, um, and the atmosphere was good. Um, the atmosphere in the concourse was good, but just I don't know. We did. I think we we saw the ball for like the first twenty minutes. We didn't no. we get like a, a good five minutes of possession, and we started with like the five at the back, didn't we? Um, Pickering at centre half, Ellen on the left, yeah, and just left Travis and um, Buckley again in the middle. And I think with Sheffield United three, the in the mid, the three in the midfield, they're so good on the ball and so good. Like the movement's so good. I think yeah. we could have done with the extra body in there. But have stayed four at the back and put Eden in midfield, which I think he switched to in the second half. Mm. We did. Um, we did done a lot better. But yeah, that that first half was quite poor. We could get hold of ball and we were making sloppy passes and yeah, it just kind of killed the atmosphere. Really. And every time we give the ball away and they kept possession, their atmosphere was getting better and better. And yeah. I, I, I think the the only 
kind of like real what in a spell really it, it, it was like a mini spell was that kind of like the first five ten minutes at the start of the second half where we were starting yeah. to get forward a bit more but we just didn't create enough from that like, you know like we've, we've already said the only chance that came from that was that long range uh, Travis effort weren't yeah. it so yeah it's not good enough really. no no it um, but I mean it is frustrating but at the same time you can you can see like promising things that Ashley Phillips has got another 70 minutes and he, he although we can see three goals he still had a, a quite a tidy game and Daniel Ayala's playing well still fit um, Britain played quite well but again just it's all about forgetting what's happened now and moving on to this Absolutely, week yeah. like we've got um, a big game in the cup tomorrow night hopefully if you could make the same amount of changes to Hartlepool and get a result because obviously it gives the you'd be buzzing with that wouldn't you yeah. just to get the, the kind of the good feel back you yeah. know, and, uh, it gives the league players a rest and again it's getting us back on, on form and yeah. ready for um, and obviously if we do win tomorrow night you'd be looking to build on that with um, with some signings wouldn't you I mean yeah. JDT's sounds so frustrated at the minute like, every time he's being asked about it he's like ask Greg ask Greg like, I want him like, <laughs> yeah, Greg's not speaking to us like where is he um, yeah it, we, we need some signings don't we yeah it's and, um, I think we've had the disappointing news as well today that um, Diaz has said that he won't be renewing his contract yeah um, which isn't surprising I mean like money wise nowadays we even if we offered him a new contract it's going to be nowhere near what he would get if he was signing for someone else and he's yeah. got the bonus of signing on the, on top of that as well um, so I can't see him staying I'd like him to stay um, I'd like him to have like a release clause so if people paid what we value him at he can go but I just I just can't see I think he'll go this window but the, the problem is for me is we need to let if he is going to go this window he needs to go now so we can reinvest Absolutely, money before yeah. the deadline day I don't yeah. want us like deadline day five o'clock we accept a bid for him and then we, we, can, we don't have time to get I've anyone I've seen uh, a few people mention as well um, on, on Twitter this morning saying we don't want another Rothwell situation um, starting up um, we, we, which is it's spot on really isn't it? We, we, we don't want him to kind of like tools down um I've seen you people know, say because like he, because he wants to go. Uh, like obviously the, the the news came out today that he wasn't looking to renew his contract, which is just speculation. We've not we don't he's not actually come out and said that himself. It's just something on Twitter. Um, but people saying, oh, it looks like he's give up anyway. Look, it, it doesn't look like that at all. That's, that's ridiculous. It, it was our most attacking threat on Wednesday, <laughs> and probably our best like on the ball, probably our best player on Saturday. So it doesn't look like he's give up. It's not like he's jumping out of challenges to avoid getting injuries not like yeah. he's like not touching ball I mean it, it doesn't make sense like, like looking at it from his point of view you know there's always all this speculation uh, you know like Everton and Nice and all, all this like why would you give up surely you would be wanting to put yourself Impress out there them, yeah. in, in, in the shop window you know and and put everything in you, you have you know yeah um, but yeah again it doesn't make sense the news that's come out today because if you were looking to push a move then like saying that you're not going to sign a contract you're going out of the contract in the summer well teams are surely just going to wait till the summer and sign you in a free run yeah. and get you now so it, yeah it's just a bit weird what's happened today but um, we'll see what happens the next week nine days is it till the deadline runs over but I think so yeah yeah signings are definitely needed and Thomason's getting frustrated you can tell in his post-match interviews and 
think there was an article in the uh, Telegraph today, um, something like, uh, it, it's not it's, it's not time to panic, but the alarm bells are ringing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time to panic, it's absolutely... Uh, yeah, usually when alarm bells go off, I do actually yeah. start to panic. I mean, we spoke last week, didn't we, about like, not knowing who's available and stuff, but I'm sure he's got targets in now. He, he's seen the squad, he's seen where we're thin, he's seen the positions that need improving on and how he wants to play so surely he must have some idea of where he wants to improve and the targets that would most likely sign if Greg's doing the work that, is, um, that Thomas is saying that he's doing then surely we should be on the verge of getting some names in the door uh, I mean, I, I'm sure that by now he will have his targets um, but it's just a case of whether you know you've got to consider the budget as well Um whether we can get them targets in and, and whether we can get them in before the, the window shuts because time's running out now isn't it yeah. but he said that like there's money available and there's a budget there for signings but I think like um, we, we probably need like five or six players but we need to make them now and we need to make them like in a positive way because and I think like people are worried about financial fair play and there's not having the revenue and stuff but if you go out and make six positive signings and improve the team the tendencies go up and it, it they almost like, but it, it pays for itself in a way mm. um, but I think leaving it till deadline day and maybe getting a couple of free transfers and a couple of loans after that I think that's what makes fans worry a bit that like, we're not investing at the right time in the right in the right yeah. players and then and that's when your attendances stagnate or, or, or drop so yeah, yeah it's, it's whether you risk it or not I mean we've seen plenty of clubs risk spending I mean look at Middlesbrough like even this season they've, they seem to have spent loads and if they don't go up this year I think again they'll be struggling um, and Sheffield United's wage bill must be like, yeah. like massive compared to <laughs> when, what I mean yeah when you think about the, the loan signings um, they've made yeah. uh, especially um, you know just just come down on it as well so yeah. Yeah, but yeah so can, I guarantee a lot of them players will still be on like kind of Premier League Oh um, yeah, Premier League money. So, yeah. well, like even like you play like Sandy Berg and uh, Rian Brewster and stuff, they'll be on massive money yeah. compared to when you're all those players. Um, but yeah, um, we we just can't. We I don't expect us to compete with them sort of teams, but I do want us to make some signings that w- would improve our squad, and I, I want us to make them preferably before deadline day because like just, even though it is early in the season, the Stoke games turning into like a massive game for us because. They have not started the best. I think, like, and we always have to target our home games as the games that we pick up points. So, mm. I think like that's it. Suddenly, we start. If you lose a Stoke game, um, and if we get knocked out of the cup tomorrow night, that's when the panic really does set in. Because then you have to start making panic buys and start making stupid signings because you're desperate for something good to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on to tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, you're going, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going. Um, Hopefully we will get through because I mean, you know, going over to to Yorkshire twice in you know, is it four days um, to get beat twice would be a a bitter pill to to swallow. Um, yeah. yeah, hopefully we get through. Uh, I, I was saying to mates last night, I, I've never seen a live penalty shootout, so oh. maybe uh, you don't. Who that. knows? Might be his last train. Uh, it, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that's something to think about. <laughs> Um, do you think he'll go with a young team or do you think he'll go first team and a couple of young lads in um, 
I think I think it'll be a similar team to last round. I, I think just out of necessity in a way, just because of like how tired like a lot of them lads that obviously played West Brom and then you know ready because like people don't realise like people think oh Sunday Wednesday it's like the same Saturday Tuesday like, the gap between West Brom and Reading. Yeah, weren't really because like, you obviously you travel yeah. as well, and they play the Saturday. I said that like, it's unfair that the team that plays on a Sunday should have a holiday in midweek, so they don't have to do the travelling. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, you know after Reading, obviously a tough one to take, kind of like, psychologically and mentally, straight yeah. in Sheffield United, and then um, you know we're, we're, you know we're, we're back in cup action. So I, th- I think you will have to make some uh, changes out of necessity. Uh, hopefully, we'll see Vale again. Um, he, he had a tough night at Reading though didn't he um, yeah he did uh, hopefully he can bounce back from that uh, Mark Andy another one um, yeah uh, Adam Wharton right see him included yeah. well, I think Wharton and Morton will be the centre yeah. midfield born it and then probably looking like Dolan getting in the team Dak starting again yeah um, we should have enough quality to get through just uh, it's just about again managing their minutes and managing the fitness of the players to make sure that we're ready for Saturday as well but <clears throat> it's going to be important the cup games are going to be important this year just to get a bit of momentum going really yeah because uh, the draw will be Monday night will it the draw uh, Monday night uh, well, Wednesday, Wednesday night, night, night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I got Monday from <laughs> um, yeah, the draw will be on Wednesday night so if you get a big a big game at home or even like an easy tie at home get us into the next round starts getting the fans excited as well um, but if you can get your key players out there scoring like get get another goal for Dak get Vili's yeah. first goal um, yeah it'd be massively important but then Stoke at home on Saturday uh, you're not going are you going no, cricket no I'm, uh, I'm missing that one yeah going to the uh, test match at Old Trafford so uh, yeah I sat by myself then <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's a massive. I mean, Stoke haven't started the season too well, have they? They've um, knocked out the cup by Morecambe on penalties, um, and then beat away at Huddersfield. That we spoke about last week. So I watched it. Um, Huddersfield, my favourite team at the minute. Love watching them. Drew at home to Middlesbrough, and then got beat at home against Sunderland last at the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of friends who are Stoke fans and they've, they've spoke about their start of the season they're not happy I think um, they spoke about Michael O'Neill's stubbornness like refusing to change tactics and style of play and I think at, at Northern Ireland they didn't have um, the most talented pool of players to pick from so we had to no. be defensive and grind out results and stuff I don't think Stoke fans are happy, that, happy with that because some of the lads that have come through um, like Tyrese Campbell and stuff and Brown up front the good players are technically good players mm. so I don't think they suit the the um, keep it tight and try and hit them on the break tactics I think they want to be like a more expansive football inside yeah, I think every you know every fan base particularly in this like modern age of football you know if you, if, if you ask most fans they'll say they, they want to see like attacking possession football that's good to watch yeah um and, and, and that's like you know during the Mowbray tenure that's, that's what we complain so much about it you, you know that we're paying you know so, so much money to like follow Rovers up and down the country and we play shocking football didn't we yeah it's just the, the boring the, the defensive football side to side back to keeper back to centre back and 
people want to see um, like positive ball going forward. Di- and people don't even mind if it's direct. At least like you're you're doing something. We have a possession you've got. Yeah. Um, the most frustrating thing is if you're just passing it. Like it's it's like pointless passing it. Like get a possession stats up. People mm. get frustrated when you do that and you give the ball away and make mistakes and concede because it's not like you tried something risky and give the ball away. You just it's boring and you give the ball <laughs> away so it's even more frustrating but yeah Stoke seems to be like a bit of a boggy team for us um, like the last five games we've played and we've only won once and that was the Lee Way one at their place when Reddy Cadra scored the individual goal yeah last season yeah. Um, he got some stick on Saturday didn't he oh, yeah, yeah deserved it but um, I mean I, th- I think you have to expect it when you say what he said, said. Yeah. you know, in that first interview after he signed for um, for Sheffield United, I, I don't care if you, you know, I've I've said it since Saturday. I don't care if you're a lone player at Rovers or not. You, you just don't say them kind of things. Here. It's just not really. No, it's not really. And we'll call against right. like Ivanek. Of course, the Sunderland we're playing this season. I don't think he'll get anywhere near the same reception. Um, we get clapped off the Rovers yeah. fans, but yeah, again, it's just the things he said and. He had a bit of a stinker as well. He probably should have scored in the second half, and then once took off for Endai, you ended up bagging two. So yeah. that'll probably be him back out the team for the rest of the <laughs> year so after Christmas. Um, yeah, beat us one 0 at Ewood last year, and drew one one with Ewood the year before. Beat one 0 away and drew no 0 at home. So they just even in the Prem, we 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 always seem to struggle against them. I think I think we went once and got beat. 3-0 didn't we yeah uh, I don't, there was we played them uh, I think it was like four times on the trot we didn't score and then the only one we went to um, I think Rashina scored the worldie in the season we got relegated right yeah yellow, I just remember I think we were live on Sky and Rashina, no, the yellow, yellow away shirt yeah, yeah. We got, I mean we got beat 3-1 still but at least <laughs> it was a goal um, but yeah they, they, we never seen I think Allardyce is was it one of Allardyce's first games beating 3 0? Like McCarthy and Roberts scoring at Ewood? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. That's like the only time I remember us getting a, a really good result against them. And then we had the one in the Championship where we were 3 0 up. Oh, then, yeah, we almost bottled it, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were famous that season for doing that. Um, but yeah, hopefully things will change on Saturday. No good for the heart rate. No, definitely not. I thought like a three 0 like oh my god we're class and then three two and you get the penalty and you're like oh my god we're rubbish again. Um, but yeah, hopefully on Saturday that'll change and again get another positive result and get back in the swing of things. Um, and the Blackpool game away from home at the end of the month. I mean they've been doing alright Blackpool really, haven't they? Yeah they have yeah. I, I think a lot of people thought with like how well they did last season maybe they'll have a bit of a second season syndrome kind of yeah. thing um, and they'd be you know, down there at the bottom of the league but no they've they had a decent start yeah um, good result from on Saturday as well yeah 3-1 <laughs> down against them lot and then <laughs> coming back to win 3-3 later on do you yeah, see some videos on Twitter yeah oh there's been some belters aren't there I mean that that, that kid the the, the little uh, Blackpool fan I've not seen that one, but the one I saw was like it was like a Burnley fan on the top row recording it, and he actually captures the Blackpool goal on his phone, and it just turns to the right. Yeah, he's looking at them. He's like, "Here we go, Blackpool! You look at him! Look at him!" (laughs) (laughs) The the goal's going in. They're like, "Yes!" 
it's such a good feeling that when you're right next to the fan. I don't think we'll be that close when we play Burnley. No, we won't be. Um, you know, we definitely won't be that close. It'll be uh, a much bigger gap, I think. Uh, there's, there's been rumours of segregation. There's been rumours that they're not doing the bubble operation this year, though. I, I, I think it's nonsense, mate. I, I just can't see it. Um, yeah. No, I don't. Well, it's going to be I, a Sunday game. It's going to be a 12 o'clock kickoff on a Sunday, isn't it? Probably, yeah. So. Um, regardless of the fact that that Saturday is meant to be like the last day before the World Cup, I think they, they might make an exception for. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe Rovers Billing will be the last game, yeah. you know, before. Um, change it change it to Friday night on Sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the, the only reason I could um, I could think of for them getting rid of the bubble travel would be if like you know because there hasn't been one for a while. They might like oh, oh it's maybe not as bad as it is in the ones rubbish, yeah. absolutely, absolutely rubbish. But it's like it's it's not just the um, it's like the, the size, it's like the distance from the train station to town, the town to the ground. It's like. There's, there's a lot of places where trouble could happen like you've got the train station obviously where it, but like on games like on days like that it's not just the people that are going to the game that go out it's it's the rest of the dickheads yeah so like they're going to be out there in full force and they're going to be at the train station just waiting for any yeah. granny that gets up in a replica shirt <clears throat> and you got like the Wetherspoons in the town centre and every pub along the way on the, on the way to their ground so I, I just can't see it. I, I, I don't know how you would police it no you couldn't and then they're saying like the cost of the bubble operation is too much well you're going to spend that in recruiting police officers in yeah. or damages after, yeah because right? yeah. if you let people just run wild there will be like pubs smashed yeah. up and the town's going to get smashed up isn't it yeah and that's just yeah. if they allow people to make it the wrong way I think so yeah. but it's just like the general public they get caught up in it as well like if people are driving to the ground and stuff like the, the cars will get smashed in they'll get attacked it's yeah if it, hopefully it's just a rumour and they do do the bubble operation because um, I think I think it might actually put some people off going if um, oh yeah if, if, if they do get rid of it because um, you know people I think a lot of people say um that it's an inconvenience. I, I, I don't really think. I don't really agree like, because people don't want to go on the on the, the you know the official travel yeah. on the official travel, um, and people would rather go up before the and that. But uh, yeah. I, I don't think so. It'd be better if like one of the pubs near the ground could open up beforehand, and yeah. people could go there. And when you left the pub, you went straight on the bus rather than like just meeting at Ewood and like hang, like loitering around waiting yeah. to get on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, just so like people could make it more of a of like a more of a day out and yeah experience because like the last couple of times we played him, it has just been like get on the bus, watch the game, and and go home. Really. Shipped into the way end and like yeah. Um, but yeah, imagine like if you got like the cricket club open for Rovers fans and stuff. And just any of the pubs around the ground open for Rovers fans it just, it just doesn't make sense at all mm. um, yeah I think um, I'm sure they'll change their minds as as we get closer to it um, so obviously we're out all day Saturday so we didn't really see any of the championship results apart from the Burnley result um, Wigan winning one the other way at Birmingham though with a surprise result yeah because um, Birmingham had a good start haven't they yeah. and um, Wigan have a uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're going to struggle good and um, another uh, result that's like Preston drawing 0-0 again that's their fourth fourth 0-0 of the season they've got like um, a record amount of season ticket orders this season <laughs> they've had four 0-0s already <laughs> and then the other game was 1-0 <laughs> yeah 
and we're get, really getting the value for money there. Um, QPR rather than one one, um, bit of a nothing game really. Uh, Reading beating Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough again just following on that poor start. Mm. Um, West already, Brom smashing Hull four two because Hull have had a decent start as yeah. well. I think Hull were a point before us before kick off. So um, I think with West Brom though it's kind of like. Um, you, know, you watched them against Watford and how dominant they were yeah, and how many chances, chances they had. It was like, yeah. they, they put these away. Because <laughs> yeah. we said, I mean, even against those Grant Didn't had the opportunity to equalise. I think we said, if you have a decent striker, a 25-goal striker, they'll definitely be up there challenging. Yeah. Um, and then Norwich on the Friday night again. Is that their first win of the season? It were, yeah. yeah. Did you watch it? No, I was working. Yeah. It's like right background at pub, but mm. didn't really take much notice. <laughs> um, and then Super Sunday... I was rough yesterday. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was very, very rough. Um, like just falling out of sleep. There was, there was a championship game where oh, Bristol City 2, Cardiff 0 at, at dinner time. I say I watched that, my eyes were shut for half of it. So I don't Didn't know wrong. <laughs> no. No, I just saw the green pitch, I knew someone was playing. Um, um, no, I, I watched the, uh, the two Super Sunday games, or the two brilliant games I thought, yeah. particularly the Newcastle Man City game out that. I, I, I was saying to him, it's. Um, I think eventually, with like all the investment in Newcastle, that's going to become like the fixture. Do you know what I mean? Like, the what way Newcastle versus City. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I don't, I, honestly, I do. Like the way we look forward to like Man City Liverpool at the minute, that's going to be the equivalent. I think, of that. I think that's a few years off. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, 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 I was going to say that, like, but eventually, I think that's. Yeah. Um, that's feasible like Leeds I mean Leeds play well and they're doing well under this new manager and I said he would do well because he's he's had the summer to recruit the players he wants and he's got like a system and all the players are, are fitting in well in that system that Brendan Harrison's class yeah. um, like just just so quick and like, like his agility to that like stop sprinting and start sprinting again straight away um, must have some really good cleats on bro that's I mean, a mistake from Mendy what is he doing <laughs> just get rid of the ball like, I, don't, I like keepers playing out from the back but I mean <clears throat> it didn't help because just before it Thiago Silva and Reese James were, were going for each other like proper mm-hmm. screaming at other's faces and I think they were more distracted by that because Reese James didn't like drop off and create an angle for him to pass it out wide so he didn't really have an option it, it was like you were watching it though it was like He's, he's, he's got to get rid of it you know <laughs> but even his turn, there's less and less space each second that goes by he's got to get rid of it even his turn it wasn't like a crow turn or like, or like kicking it past him to try and, it just no, it was no confidence the ball. Like, <laughs> I, I think he'd even like you know resigned to the fact that he was going to lose the ball yeah, I think his brain just, just froze and yeah it's gone this I don't think yeah. it's a goal yeah. um, but that Rodrigo looks good for Leeds yeah um, I, I like him I think he's going to be a fantasy team See the fantasy team. That's like every every year I started with like the intention of like you know yeah. keeping up with it. And I've not I've not I've not kept up with it. Just all the lads messaging me saying, "Oh, you had a class week this week." And I had a look. Have I? I've, yeah, <laughs> oh, I've got, got you. Well, I've got I've got Tony Harland and Head Jesus up front, mm. so they all had good weeks. See, um, I, I meant to put um, Jesus in, but I had Odegaard as vice captain, so mm. and he's he's he scored two, didn't he? Might have got an assist. Oh, no, because Hazel's goal was disallowed. But VAR has been shocking. Arsenal in total race? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it as well. I would love to go, like, I'd love to get to, like, May time and Arsenal City and Liverpool can win it. Yeah. 
Because we, we, we've never, like us years, it's always been like, sitting in Liverpool, really. Yeah. But they've always been miles away from everyone else. Like, yeah, it's, and there's, even, there's been like a massive gap, on there? Um, if you could throw Tottenham in there, maybe by like five. Like a four way yeah. title race. We've never really no. seen that, have we? I'd love that. Because um, like, they're, they're all, obviously, obviously, won all their games, but that Liverpool dropping points and that like, City dropping points at the weekend, you can just see it like coming down to one or two points towards the end of the season. Just, um, I just hope there's more teams involved and it's a bit more exciting. But even if you just like go for one of the cups, because again, it's been like City Liverpool just farming them for like the last couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Arsenal are playing well. They're good to watch. That Saliba's class. Here's his class order guard. Um, even Xhaka's playing well. Yeah. Which everyone thought everyone thought the signings he made that he wouldn't get in team. Um, have you watched well enough in? I've I've watched the first four. Uh, yeah. I've still got to watch the, the last two. Um, we re, re, like very interesting. Like, like in terms of um, <coughs> watching Arteta like tactically, um, yeah. and, like, just just the way he speaks. Uh, I I think it's very interesting. I couldn't take him seriously. The way his voice, <laughs> the, the way his voice breaks. Like, football wise, he's class. He obviously understands the game, but it's when he's shouting and his voice breaks. Like there's one yeah. there's one in the final episode. Or I think it's Thomas Party, or it might be Nuno Tavares. He like goes up to his face, and goes, "You want to play Champions League?" And like his yeah, voice just goes, yeah. and I, if he keeps a straight face, I just think like if, if he was screaming that in my face, his voice broke. I couldn't help but laugh. So and I think it's like it doesn't help because like because of his build, like it's not really a big man. Like, you yeah. know, picture managers like you know like Alex Ferguson or like in Neil Warnock. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's not a big man, is he? Like, no. Really help, yeah. but yeah, some I mean, some of his coaches are good, like some of the mentality coaches have got, and it's a really good insight. The, the only thing that disappoints me like all these football documentaries, the teams always do better the season after. So, like, yeah. like the Leeds yeah. one, take me home. Obviously, it was, it was fun watching them not go up that documentary, but yeah, it, dramatic it, ending as well. I suppose if they'd have followed them the season after when they got promoted, it would have been a, it would have been a brilliant I think they, they did do like a a few episodes yeah, in it, like but it weren't like a proper series. So, yeah. I, I think like the only like kind of thought about doing it after, like because obviously the pandemic hit, didn't yeah. it? And the, the the season was paused. I think like Amazon kind of thought, well, they pretty much nailed on to, to cool. go up and win the yeah. league, so we might do like you know a couple of episodes, and that's what they ended up doing. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but it would have been good if they did like a full like series on that season. Yeah, because even the Tottenham one, like the. I know it, it was Mourinho's season, weren't it? When they did all, all or nothing. Yeah. But like the season after they had Nuno in, and then they swapped halfway through for Conte. Mm. So that, that would have been good on all or nothing. And yeah. But yeah, Arsenal seems to be playing really well. It'd be good to see that the summer signs, the summer recruitment being done on all or nothing, and then like Arteta's way of playing this season. Um, but who else has been on like, documentaries and stuff? Are they doing anyone this this year? I'm not sure. Um, well, obviously the, the first like football one was the City one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, that was a good one. They got they got hundred points that season, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but it, it is good, and I still, I still think that was City's best season. Me, I, I just think there was, there was something different about it. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe because it was like the first time, the first time they won the league with Guardiola, wasn't it? Seventeen eighty. No. Was it? Yeah, I think it was. He took he took over in twenty sixteen. And sixteen, seventeen had a bit of a shocker. They finished fourth. Yeah, bit of a shocker. Fourth in Premier. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is a shocker for City. Yeah. Um, 
so 17 18 was like the first time they won it under Guardiola and I think oh, it just kind of blew everyone away didn't it yeah I think like, football wise that was the best but I think if they'd have done like the Liverpool one where they won it on a couple of points yeah and like, in terms of like, the mentality yeah. like the, well Klopp has a Klopp has a phrase like mentality monster and all yeah. fight till the end and all that yeah. but yeah they are a good documentary I love them um, but I'd, lo- I'd love to just get that insight into every club like you just watch them all day um, I think someone mentioned like you'd love to see it at Man United but they just they won't let them in they won't no. like it'd be good to watch it's too embarrassing but I don't think they'd let them record absolutely everything but like because like you said it would be too embarrassing and like today well I don't think they've announced it yet they've got Casemiro's been spotted going into all chat 70 yeah. million for a 30 year old Casemiro I, I, I had no idea that, that's pulling me I had no idea they were spending that much money on I thought him. it was a free that's, transfer yeah, I thought it was yeah. a free transfer I, I, I mean free transfer and if not maybe like max 20 mil like, <laughs> um, gonna sell a lot of shirts so gonna sell a lot of shirts <laughs> like, I was speaking to United fan at week obviously I was steaming on Saturday so I was probably talking about shit um, but I said like and he was saying oh yeah Casemiro because Miles better Miles better I said, he's not the player you need he's gonna sell a lot of shirts yeah. but he's not gonna improve you yes he's losing yeah but like and I was saying like Michael Carrick Darren Fletcher like the the part G song no one ever bought shirts with their names on the back because they weren't glamorous footballers but every Graphics. key game for United they were, they were the first team on the team, yeah. team sheet like they're the players that you need and like even some heroes isn't it yeah even if you go back to like the 99 team like Dennis Irwin and Teddy Sheringham and stuff they're not glamorous names and they weren't like Gary Neville <laughs> Gary Neville Philip Neville yeah. like just yeah. played key parts in them seasons and they're not like no one's walking around with a Gary Neville shirt number two aren't they like everyone was walking around with Beckham shirt that's the thing in this day and age though with like social media and like the, the foreign fans like you know if, if you're not like Pogba you don't do like a silly dance when you score like, <laughs> you score a goal against like the bottom of the table fodder and like <laughs> yeah score a worldie when you're four and up against you know if you haven't got like 100 million followers on Instagram then you can't sign you yeah, yeah boring like um, they, sh- they should have gone out and signed even Tony still think he, he should have gone to United like even Dean Anderson still playing well at Forest and it's just ridiculous decisions um, I saw like someone tweeted or put on Facebook the other day about PSG won 7-1 um, Bayern Munich won 7-0 at the weekend yeah. and they were talking about Leeds have beat Chelsea and City have drawn with Newcastle it shows the Prem is the best league in the world or whatever but like it's going to be the best league in the world because you've got United spending 70 million on a player where none of them teams could afford to spend 70 million never mind on a, a player that's 30 year old probably yeah. got three or four years left in him it's not like an investment for the future whereas like even Nottingham Forest 160 million is spent on 16 new players yeah. it, you would it, not see a second division G- Germany team no. get promoted and spend 160 million euros no it should it should be the best league in the world because there, yeah. there is that much money yeah. um, there is probably only like one or maybe two clubs like in each you know in, in every other country in the like, top five European leagues yeah, yeah. Um, they could spend 70 million on a player like Casemiro but you know in the Prem probably like the top six yeah maybe, maybe not top six but you, you've got City obviously well United are doing it yeah <laughs> Liverpool New, New, Newcastle could do it yeah. now they've got his owners so it should be really 
Yeah. It should be the most competitive league. Yeah, but it is the most... It, they say it's the best league, league in the world, but any player that's decent in the other leagues is going to sign him for under a million. So how can, yeah. them, how can them leagues get any better when any bit of talent they produced, the Premier goes, oh, we love him. We love him. Yeah. Fulham will sign him for 50 million. Right. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's frustrating because... It, it's the rich, it is the best league in the world, but it's because it's so overproduced and over advertising and revenue yeah. is just. I don't think you can. You can't really have too much of a go at it though, because it is like brilliant to watch. You've just yeah. got to kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and watching that Newcastle Man City game yesterday and watching them two teams go at it, um, it was brilliant, I thought. Yeah. Trippy, yeah. Trippy's free kick was class, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good goal. Maxwell was class. Yeah. that's what I want to see I want to see every team like actually take them on and try, yeah. and, try and have a go at them rather than I think that's the, that, that's the way it's going to be now at Newcastle yeah. I, 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 that's the way the culture is going to be you know I, I, I thought the atmosphere the, 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 the togetherness you know the atmosphere is brilliant and that's only going to get better as they yeah. you know, as the team gets better um, Nick, that's, that, that's Nick the way Paul, it's going to be now Nick Paul was classic Nick Paul again, was brilliant yeah. is he England's number one going into World Cup Still, still no. I, I, I still have Pickford. He's never, he's never let England down. In yeah. fact, the rest of the England team let him down in the shootout. You can't if you save two penalties in a shootout and you're losing. Yeah. You, you got it, aren't you? But surely, like, I mean, I mean, we played football Sunday morning and there were five penalties and we missed four. I was, <laughs> I, I was fuming. I was fuming. I went to take. Well, we had three and they had two. They missed both of those. And we scored one of our three, and every time I picked the ball, manager said no, someone else is having it, and they missed. I was fuming, and even the one, the one that went in, weren't even the best one. It was like underneath the keeper, so I, I was raging. I was waiting for the next one. Do you think uh, United can get a result tonight against Liverpool? Or not? It's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, it's like you know we're talking about the Premier League, and this is arguably still its biggest fixture. Um, even though United fell away in recent seasons, uh, but <laughs> it's it's quite funny like seeing all the like the, the memes at the minute like how it's like a relegation battle because both teams have got off to such bad starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe you know they might be able to make something happen, but you just can't see it, can you? No. You know, maybe if the atmosphere gets, but I was talking about like, the protests, like Old Trafford and stuff, and then. Right, well, we just signed Casemiro today, so probably like 50,000 there with Casemiro shirts on. So, yeah. like, it's just not going to be a, a protest at all. We're going to be just singing his name in the crowd all night. Five mil down. It's like, you know, you see like the, the hashtag on Twitter, empty old traffic, and like say all the protests that are planned. But, you know, if they say, oh, we're going to reveal Casemiro for kickoff, then, like, you know, yeah. how many tourists are going to be there buzzing for that? You know, you're yeah. not going to get. Old Trafford against, against not even against Liverpool against anyone against any team there's that many tourists on Walter that people are buying yeah um, just be there with cardboard shirts asking for the shirt all game um, but yeah I'll watch that well will I watch it tonight yeah I'll probably watch it tonight why not she'll probably go to bed early <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'll watch that tonight this morning we've got two tickets released for Rovers the Watford at home game the midweek game um, £20 for adults £10 for the concessions and I think it's like £5 for kids which we said about Thomas and um, kept mentioning it didn't he, in his interviews that fans pay a lot of money for tickets yeah. whether it have an influence on reducing the ticket prices and it 
I, 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 I think they made it like that for all the midweek home games, aren't they? It's 20 quid for adults, so yeah, yeah that's you know, it's, it's more like in you know, the, yeah. the 20, 20 is plenty, I think, for the championship. Um, but then we've got you know, the other game that's been released this morning, and that's Wigan 29 quid, 29 pounds for Wigan. It's a shed, it's an absolute yeah. shed. <laughs> you always get beat there, yeah. It's not not really the best of it. I, I know we take quite a lot there usually, but. Yeah, it's, it's like not 15 minutes yeah, away, it's, but it, it's they, not really it's not they the just, best they just take advantage of like they expect a big following so they just hike the prices up it does make yeah. like, whereas if they like put it down to 20 quid I mean we'll probably take 3 or 4 thousand won't we but if, if there were 20 quid we'd sell out that ground straight away and yeah. it's just annoying like why can't everyone else can see it, why can't they especially like when Premier League prices are capped at 30 quid why would we going away you were like you were league one last year yeah and and they say like um, the away tickets have to match the most expensive seat in the in the home end. That's just stupid. Like we'll lose paying twenty nine quid to as a Wigan fan to watch them because yeah. there's about like three thousand in there, so surely they're not paying all that. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I I'm still angered really by here by Sheffield uh, United. Yeah. Like, I I hope when they come here. Um, you know, we we charge them some ridiculous like they charge us. I I would charge them more to be honest. Yeah. Um, Thirty three quid was ridiculous, but I think like because if if we went to tra- charge them in return, we'd have to charge like Jack Walker seats thirty three yeah. quid. I don't want to do I mean, that. It, it was it was mainly because um, like last season they had, they had that fourteen pound sixty, they, didn't we? Yeah. You know, it, it's just short. You know, short term. Yeah. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Because obviously, how many did it take? Did you see like, the official attendance? I think I it was about 2,000, weren't it? A couple of thousand, weren't it? Um, um, so yeah, they made an absolute killing off us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, tickets price is another thing. We could probably make a full hour-length podcast talking about. Yeah. Um, but we just don't seem to be getting any anywhere at all. Yeah. Seem to like make like small breakthroughs when they do like an offer, like a fifteen pound max offer and stuff, and then like the Reading game, like eighteen quid, and everyone's talking about how good it is, and then the next game's twenty nine quid, and you think, oh, well, that's not going very far, is it? Because no. it took quite a few to Reading, like, <coughs> fourteen hundred that went through yeah, like, midweek. For, I, I thought that was, that, that was brilliant for um, you know, like say for a midweek game. Yeah. Um, and you, you often see like a lot of people. Um, Fans of other championship clubs knocking Rovers like away for and I think like if you take like at least a thousand like, like yeah. fifteen hundred everywhere, that's that's good. That yeah, we usually we usually do it like like twelve hundred usually like the magic number in it like yeah. anywhere further south in Birmingham it's usually like twelve hundred to a lot of the London games and the Southern games. Um, that's good, I think. Yeah, any of the Northern teams we always take a good following. Um, so Bradford tomorrow night. <clears throat> let's move on to our starting 11 still no quiz still no guest so that would be a, a quiz um, so starting 11 for this week is the 2-0 win over Bradford in March 2018 I, I remember this game I was actually talking about it last night believe me no research um, it was Thursday night weren't it was it Thursday night it was 4 Easter I think Um Dak scored, so you know, let's go. Let's go with Dak. Dak did score, right? Conway got over. 
but it, it, it might start. not have started no right so let's go from back right yeah left back left back um Bell yeah Mulgrew nope must have been dropped for not being quick enough this game Paul Downing no Play centre half that that season. If you want the numbers, just let me know. Wharton? Nope. No. Right back now, Andy. Nope. Bloody hell. Good start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's in midfield? Uh, there's like two defensive mids and two attacking mids. Corey Evans? Yep. Um, Smallwood? Yep. Here we go. Well. <laughs> Uh, Jack Payne no who's the other attacking mate? Jack Payne oh my god <laughs> blast from the past so with Jack Payne Samuel don't think Samuel is there yeah he's up front though right so there's two defensive mids and two attacking mids yeah so what formations then it's like a 4-2-2-2 two, two, two. Uh, Graham nope just going off flash scores by the way I don't, I don't think we actually played that formation no, I was going to say Smallwood was probably out right wing <laughs> <laughs> square pegs in round holes Samuel like centre off <laughs> um, I'm stumped here to be honest you've said Dak already ain't you yeah, so he's one of the attacking mids who's uh How many letters is it? Uh, nine. Nine. And the other strike is nine as well. He scored a lot of goals that season. Uh, yeah. Did he? Yeah. Antonson. Yep. See, I don't really know. Like, I don't really remember him for like the second half of that season. To be honest, like, I, I feel After like Hampton away didn't mm, play. Yeah, I feel like he scored a lot of goals towards the start. Mm. Kind of. I remember his first goal. He scored his first goal away at Scunthorpe. He scored his first goal away at Scunthorpe, and then he scored at Rochdale, and, and then obviously missed that penalty at Northampton. Then he weren't he weren't really. In the team that much Cold has got knocked. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's that's front two, and I've got three at midfielders. Yeah. So you've got like one behind the striker, um, with nine letters, and then you've got three of the back four still left to get. Derek Williams. Yep. Right, okay. Here we go. We're alright now. Uh, Lennon. Lennon, yep. Right. Uh, Two more to get. If anyone wants to come on for the quiz next week, <laughs> please get in touch. 
And I'm, I'm full of questions and I'm desperate for you to answer them. <laughs> Rob with proper emotional appeal. Yeah, please, please get in touch. Just tweet and do anything. Um, I'm, I'm, I, 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 how many letters are there? So the right back is seven. Tell you, well, Elliot Bennett. Oh, sugar. And you got one more in Cam. Nine letters. Tomlinson. No. Bolchella. Bolo <laughs> I feel that way. <laughs> Can't really remember him playing much that season. But he, he, he played at Doncaster, though, didn't he? Tomlinson. Uh, oh, we got promoted. Yeah, I'm sure you're playing. Uh, I can't remember that night. <laughs> no memory, <laughs> probably Muggers had it. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm stoked. You're up? Yeah. You'll kick yourself. What? Yeah. Nine letters. Definitely give up. Yeah, I, I can't think. <laughs> Adam Armstrong. Why oh, is he playing midfield? Mowbray. Mowbray. Typical of Mowbray, that. Absolute tomballers out. That's just flash scores. It could, it could have been anywhere, couldn't it? Yeah, probably, probably played up front, in the middle. Samuels played right, Anton's played left, but. Yeah. Well, it's like flash scores get it wrong I saw uh, for the Hartlepool game Dak started left back on flash scores <laughs> he definitely didn't he touched the ball there once but he <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't start there oh. that is all for the starting 11 quiz and that is all for the podcast for this week um, mm. when will the next one be probably be after mm. stop yeah so, and then we have Blackpool Wednesday, don't Blackpool, we? Blackpool, yeah. So we'll do it either Monday or Tuesday before the Blackpool game. A big day out, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, don't forget to uh, to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, on Twitter. It's at KiddoSTNoise. Yeah. If you could leave um, us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, yeah. we'd love that as well. Very much appreciated. And get in touch. Come on. Yeah. Ask us any ask us any questions. Come on and answer any questions. If you want to be a guest and just waffle a load of shit about Rovers for the for an hour. Yeah. You're that's, that's all you're doing. So <laughs> you're welcome to fit come right on. in. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, have a good week and we will speak to you after the Bradford and Stoke games. Yeah. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.